Happy New Year, everyone. We are kicking off 2023 with another fire episode. Today, I have Austin on the show, young upcoming star with a very bright future, plays guard on the Arizona State men's basketball team, already having an impact on the program as a freshman. What is one of the main reasons why you have been able to contribute right away as a freshman? Where do you want to tune up the most within your game as the season continues? I think really just the the type of team we have. We got a group of like older guys, so me really just learning from them in the summer and with my ability of what I can do and just them giving me tips so I can go on the court and do even better things has really helped me expand my game and really just like add more things to it and ways that I feel like I can like consistently like contribute more to the team as the season goes along is just like really just being consistent and ready, being consistent with my shot getting to my floater and really just trying to get others involved. Coming from San Antonio, Texas, you know, being considered one of the best players to come out of Texas, how are you able to stay humble and level-headed through all the distractions being thrown at you? And and you're good at your respective sport. You, you're going to have a target on your back, and everybody, all the eyes are going to be on you because you're so gifted and so talented. So everybody knowing who you are, so how, how are you able to block all that bullshit out and, and being able to stay strong mentally? Just growing up, the way I trained, I always trained like I was the underdog. Being from San Antonio and like honestly being from Texas, like everyone looked down upon like where I'm from. So like mm-hmm. in Texas, obviously like we ain't got five stars from San Antonio. <laughs> we ain't got but Houston and Dallas guys. So like the respect level was always like we gotta earn like I gotta earn my respect from Houston mm-hmm. and Dallas, like fourth grade all the way up to like eighth grade. Like that's how I thought like I gotta earn my respect from the other cities. It was either I was overrated or whatever I did wasn't going to translate to the next level like Mm -hmm. various reasons of what they could bring up so just having that mentality from when I was younger like really has now helped me just that underdog mentality like there's still more to be done I ain't ain't done nothing yet right exactly and I I watched some of your highlights man you play with such passion that's how I played man I like I was you know, emotional, but in a good way. Like to yeah. show passion and, and some, you know, great and fire. You, you being overlooked at times and or being, you know, considered the little dog to compare to, you know, we're in Houston or in Dallas coming up in the ranks. That's where that passion and grit came from. Just you giving out your frustration, knowing that you need more recognition from your peers. Yeah, it was it was always that. Just someone always had something to say about me. Because, I mean, I was from San Antonio, so they never wanted me to be better than Houston or Dallas kid or someone talk better about me. So there was always something said. My dad is like real, was real involved in grassroots. So, I mean, I'd hear some of the things people would say for sure. I, I remember that when I go out on the court, bring that energy and passion. Because when I was a lot younger, too, everyone said, like, I was real mute. I didn't really play with any emotion. Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of just was out there just flowing and just playing. So... As I've gotten older, I've just tried to show, like, the love and passion that I really have for the game. That's why you're probably so successful right now, and you got a lot more room to grow as a person. But, you know, distractions and not having the right people in your circle can affect your mental health. Have you ever struggled with mental health, Austin, or faced adversity? If so, describe the journey of you persevering through it all and overcoming adversity. Yeah, I definitely would say I faced adversity. I would say my sophomore year. Mm Mm-hmm. That was around, like, the COVID era. Yeah, yeah. That that summer, going into... Because Texas was one of the only states that was kind of open to play. 
tournaments and stuff like that. So before all that kind of happened, I remember I was kind of blowing up getting some offers and a lot of schools were hitting me because I was, I was playing well. And there was a big event in Dallas. And prior to that event, I, I got hurt. So probably didn't work out two to three days leading up to the event and was just that anxious just to want to play because, I mean, all the top guys were in it. I mean, I was playing at my best at one point in time. As in my sophomore year, like I felt about my game. That injury, really, that injury that happened then, I still face now. So it was real hard going up there and playing in that tournament because I was, I was trying to give everything I had and I looked terrible. Probably exposed myself to a point. Where, well, well, there was coaches watching, right? Yeah, there was coaches watching. Wow. So, uh, like online and stuff. And I had just got offered by Virginia. A couple other schools, and the Virginia offer was like real huge because I mean, like they don't really offer everyone. Exactly. You get right. Virginia offer that was that was a huge offer to get leading into that into that event, and so the expectations for me were probably real high, and I probably didn't meet the expectations that maybe some people have for me and for myself for sure. I went in there having some high expectations for myself, and definitely underperformed with just not probably preparing myself and I mean in a way yes it, it hurt me I would say like from there I learned from it just because mm -hmm. that's the most important I mean, thing yeah because you you learn when whenever you fail so I feel like that was a moment where I, I failed because I was like real hot in the state and because it was COVID so nothing was really happening so if mm -hmm. any basketball was happening people were gassing it up yeah so <laughs> gassing it up so I didn't really perform to what everyone was talking about leading up to it so that really hurt me mentally like put me in a bad spot I didn't know if I was still really good enough to play at that level that I was playing at like really questioned myself I was even good enough to be a high major questioned myself a lot and so mm -hmm. from there I still I still had my struggles. I couldn't get into a rhythm that whole summer after that term. Like I was just mentally just thinking too much. Dude, how did you lock back in? Because you know when you overthink, that can really mess up your game and stuff like that. So I'm glad you brought that up. Because when I was you know your age, I, I tended to overthink a little bit too and worrying about the wrong stuff instead of focusing on how I can get better and you know moving forward most importantly so how were you able to lock back in after what you went through and, and the injury and stuff yeah so yeah there's a little bit more to the story of some adversity i for sure faced so after after that summer i probably like was real high on some people's priority list like probably the what people seeing me before some of the events probably didn't see me as the same player so. yeah right right so from there, like I could, I could feel the tension just because I mean that's around the time coaches text you. So like you know when you get that text and they seem interested, and then like after that game, you ain't hear from them. <laughs> that was your only shot. Yeah, I feel you. Back. I feel you, dog. Yeah. And so just just that coming into play and just like really realizing, damn, this is real. This is it's a business. Mm -hmm. So really just realizing that and just really trying to just use everything that I did that try I tried to use everything that basically like made me get in a very bad position mentally like I used it as field where I am now I've been terrible I've looked terrible uh, I I know what to do now so that situation mentally has made me have that underdog mentality for sure I'm still I'm still here and so 
after all that happened, going into my junior year, I didn't play high school basketball. So I went from... Oh, yeah. so you was out the whole year? I got ruled ineligible. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, wow. So I went from, like, the COVID season kind of, like, blowing up the last the three events that we had in Texas during COVID, not performing the way I should have performed. So, mm-hmm. like, being a, in a bad place mentally, not the same schools contacting me, thinking, like, damn, what am I going to do? So recruiting situation. Yeah, recruiting started. Recruiting started to slow down at this point when you was ruled ineligible because uh, you tried to transfer. It, it did to a point because no one had seen me play since it was like, is he still good? Is he still high major? Can he still do these things? Mm-hmm. So it was, I, I wasn't able to play in front of in front of anybody probably till like mid December because after my hearing with uh, the UIL in Texas, they wrote me ineligible. And from there, me and my dad were kind of thinking like, what what should I do? So a prep school and gone that route. Mm-hmm. But what I was looking for to better my game, I feel like I got to be a better leader. And still now today, and the the type of environment I was at, I was, probably, I was no doubt probably the best player on my team. But the, the events that we were going to be put in was basically gonna give me a chance to like basically go out and play the same people I did that summer and underperform. I didn't get a chance to, to right, do that. Right. So ruled ineligible. It was just working out with uh, John Lucas, who works for the Rocket. Uh, I was working out with him for probably shoot months straight. Stay like stayed in Houston. Just was because that's when school was online. So I was just doing school online. So you just tapped in with him. That's what's up. Yeah, six in the morning, nine at night, just three days. And I was just grinding with him for, for a long time. And that, that got me a lot better. Like, honestly, probably that time I didn't get to play basketball and all that adversity happened to me. Like, just being in the gym with him really got me better. And so from there, my dad was kind of noticing the, the progression. Like, I was I was having while working with Coach Lucas and real anxious kind of like get me to play at some events because you know how like the high school uh prep school could be like i could just go hop on a team and go play in one event and shoot. yeah so yeah so uh one, one of my dad's friends coached a, a, like a home school and but they played like prep schools okay and so i went and played an event with them in in dallas and played good the first game then hit like some crazy buzzer beat at the second game then everybody loved me again mm, so then cra- everybody crazy how that worked yeah. out darling <laughs> yeah yeah so then everybody loved me again then I was where everybody was trying to say that they were or maybe some people were like oh we still gotta see more so from there I kind of like I played like two three games with that homeschool team mm-hmm. and that was it for my junior year that's only games I played and so from there I just got back in the gym and started grinding and then got a chance to play my senior year. Nice. And really, really put all my frustration that I've been having for all these years out. Got to average like 35 points when uh, we were playing in the preseason. Damn. Scored like 40, four times. Damn, you so, doing them like that? Yeah. So I was, <laughs> I, I, I was definitely my senior year playing with a chip on my shoulder just from thinking like, Nobody thought I was good anymore. Nobody thought I was the same player. I'm not strong enough. I don't shoot it good like I did once. Anything anyone could possibly say, like, I was out there to prove everyone wrong. And you can see it in my eyes when I played. That's what's and up. I still play with that energy now. 
You got more to prove to yourself. Yeah, yeah, I got more to prove to myself and just like the spot that I was in, I don't ever want to be in again. Exactly. I feel you. What was Arizona State at this? Where where were they at in the recruiting process? Like when did they come? Arizona State, I I didn't even have an offer from Arizona State when all this was going on. Arizona State did not offer me till my senior year. Oh, senior wow. year of my high school. Oh, wow. So, Arizona State offered me my senior year in a high school event where college coaches, like, they did some new rule where, like, college coaches could come see you with your high school. Like, you know how they usually do it at AAU? Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, so they'll come see you with not the prep schools, like a normal high school that a kid would go to. So, mm-hmm. it was like, a, we, we played at Dunkerville, which I sure, I know you heard of them. We played at Dunkerville, and there was about... 20 coaches, 30 coaches, and a lot of schools that, like, used to want me, wanted me again, and it was just kind of like a miscommunication with just them kind of just trying to recruit me too late and not really know what I had going on. And so Arizona State came to that game, and uh, the next day, I remember that, I think they offered me. And then That's after that, the next, the next weekend... I played with uh, my AAU team, Southern Assault, mm-hmm. and uh, Coach Hurley and all the assistants came and watched me play. And then from there, I just started building a relationship with the staff and just fell in love with the school, really. Nice, just, nice. Just from the, the fact of, like, the way they played and just, like, the opportunity they were going to be able to give me to, as I said, have an impact as a freshman. Mm-hmm. Nice. So coming into Arizona State, what was the hardest thing you had to adjust to? It could be non-basketball related. I asked Bobby this on my last episode, and we emphasized on time management. But you personally, what would you say was the hardest adjustment you had to make? The hardest adjustment, I time management for sure is one. Yeah. Just not even basketball stuff, just the off-court, like making sure, what is it called, study hall hours that they have for you, mm-hmm. like uh, making sure you go into the trainers before or after practice. Little things like that, just making sure, like, I'm giving myself enough time to go do those things and just, like, remember, I got other stuff to do besides basketball at times. So right, right. When I first when I first got here, it was definitely an adjustment for me, but now, since we kind of got through the first semester and we're on a little break and about to start school again, it feels a lot better. Okay, good, man. Good, good. So you get adjusted. That's good. Describe your relationship with Coach Bob Hurley and the impact he has had on you this season so far. Coach Hurley has had a, a huge impact for me this season just from the fact of just helping me learn how I can be effective, like, without scoring. Fast. This year, he's put me in a position to, like, help the team. And at times, I haven't scored uh, over probably two points and probably affected the game in, like, different areas. Right. And so... Him putting me in that position has really helped me realize like, I can I can affect the game in many ways, and and not only like basically on offense scoring I can get in the gap and then go over there and box that big out and then mm-hmm. go get go get the ball from the big and then get us into awesome. He's he's really helped me like learn how to play with with pace and play faster and into offense and just he's really helped me with angles too because. Yeah, the game's all about angles, man, for sure. Yeah. You don't got to be the fastest out there. Why do you think Luka averaged 34, 35? He is slow. Literally. He's slow. It's all about angles, man. I'm tell- I've been trying to tell all people that. Angles. And I've, <laughs> I've honestly learned, learned cause I'm, I, like, I think I'm, I'm pretty fast. So 
when the college game is, like, I really realized, like, I got slowed down. Times in high school, because they got so many guys on you, like, at times mm-hmm. you, gotta, you think you got to go faster, but I just got to slow down and just take a better angle. Yeah, as soon as the game slow down for you, it becomes easier, man. It's like art. It's like dancing to the yeah. BDO and drums, literally. Yeah, so Coach has really helped me with just learning angles, and I can just get my shot off more around the rim and just angles that I can just attack towards the defense that can help my teammates get open shot. That's awesome. What what do you want to accomplish the most before leaving Arizona State? You know, is it winning a natty, being Pac-12 all-conference? What do you want to accomplish the most? For sure, competing for a national championship, but if not Final Four or something, mm-hmm. something, that some, something that someone can remember that, that I did while I was here that was impactful in a good way. How is your relationship with your teammates? Who took you under their wing when you first got on the campus? Which teammate? Who you look? To, I mean, who you look at? Who you look up to as a big brother? Because I know you got about what seven seniors on the team. So yeah, I, I know I know uh, someone was like you know looking after you. I would say the one that I probably kind of talked to the most when I first got here. Because when I first got here, like I'm, I'm a, I was a quiet person. I didn't really talk to nobody. <laughs> yeah. Like I was quiet. Like look at you. What's up, bro? Like keep it moving. Like I'm gonna go in the gym. I'm gonna work hard. I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do. Mm-hmm. And I kind of just go to myself. So. They gradually got me out of my shell and helped me just, like, learn, like, what the program was all about, the things that Coach Hurley was probably V.J. Horn. Okay. That's the that's starting point guard, right? Yeah. Okay. Number zero? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I came on my visit uh, my junior, no, uh, my senior year. And when I came, uh, me and D.J., I would say probably built a relationship from there. They just kind of just like led on to what I've like really done on campus. And just just from there, DJ just has been able to just help me like learn the college game offensively, defensively, like because we're around the same size. So right, right. He's definitely been able to tell me the things I can get off, not get off. So okay, just learning, learning from him and the, the things that he's already had been through with the program really helped me a lot. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. You can look up to him and go to him for guidance, you know, especially during certain situations that you're still learning. To end the show, I'll ask you this. What legacy do you want to leave behind at Arizona State? What legacy do you want to leave behind? Because it's all about inspiring the next generation. And, you know, that might be, it might be somebody in that crowd that, you know, might go to Arizona State and they're looking at you, look at how good you are already as a freshman. And the sky's the limit for you, so... I mean, you're going to do a lot of good things at Arizona State. It's on the beginning. And I like the way you said when we began the episode was you didn't do nothing yet. And I like that. There's always room for improvement no matter how great you are. So what legacy do you want to leave behind for, you know, for the youth, for the next generation that's coming up after you? A culture, a winning culture. You can have winning habits to create a winning culture. So I've created, like, because you can have winning habits and obviously you can't control the outcome. Right, right. As long as you you come in the right way, so while you're on the floor with how hard you're playing and just communicating with, with your teammates and just basically playing hard for the person next to you. I want people to know that when people come to Arizona State, it's almost like a brotherhood, similar to like when coaches at Duke. Mm-hmm. Something like like a connection, like a culture that, that was created because culture we're kind of creating this year is just... Yeah, that's what Bobby told me. Your defense. Yeah, our yeah, defense turns into our, our offense. So really just running with that and just trying to see how far 
we can go with it and just try to get people to just carry on to the to the culture we're trying to create because I feel like defense is really what what's helped us win a lot of games this year. All right, man. Thank you so much for getting on. I appreciate you, man. It was it was really an honor to have you on and share your story, and hopefully a younger athlete could listen and you know you know pick your brain a little bit and the knowledge that you you gave on my platform. I'm very blessed to have you on. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate you. I, I appreciate you for having.